Hi, and welcome to Soar With Coaching Podcast. We are so happy that you stopped by to find a solution to that current problem that you are facing in your business. Just want to share that this podcast is a repeat of the Facebook and Instagram lives that we have done. So I hope you find the solution to that problem that you are facing right now in your business. Priscilla Cooser Consulting Solutions focuses on working with micro business owners to help you with improving your goals, strategies, processes, and operations. We believe solutions plus actions equals results. So get ready to hear your solution for today. 80% of people who make New Year's resolutions actually fail to keep them. Hi y'all, thanks for joining me. In the next 10 minutes, I'll be sharing with you three things that you can do so that you can actually keep your New Year's resolutions. All right, like and share this video if you get value from it. Feel free to say hi and where you're joining from as you join in. I'm Dr. P, I'm a business coach and I've been a school psychologist for about 10 years in K-12 schools on the East and on the West Coast of the US. And I've had such an amazing experience and journey as a school psychologist. And I know one of those things is the performance evaluation, right? Wait, and before I go any further, just wanted to share that statistic of 80% of people who meet New Year's resolutions actually fail. You know, I got that statistic from the New York Post, in New York Post article. And in that article, the person was talking about a study that was done at University of Scranton, where they were looking at the fact that only 8% of people who make New Year's resolutions actually keep them. And there's a reason why they actually succeed, whereas other people fail. I'm, I'm going to talk about that here in this video and also share with you three things that you can do so that you can be in that 8% more, more so than in that 80% who fail to keep their New Year's resolutions, right? So like I was saying, I was thinking about those performance evaluations that I did when I was, uh, you know, as a school psychologist, right? And in school psychology world, the new year actually is August, September. When you're working in the school system, that's when the new year is, right? In August and in September. And as the, the school year is starting, you start to think about, okay, what do you want to accomplish this year? Okay, how did last year go? Okay, it was good, it wasn't so good. Or what do I want to improve on? And a big part of your role in the school, big part of your job actually, is that performance evaluation that comes. I don't know with y'all, but I know performance evaluation was a big part, you know, wherever I work as a school psychologist, right? And with that performance evaluation, you had to look at something you want to achieve, something you want to accomplish, something that you thought you had a deficit in that you were going to work on improving throughout the year. So I remember I would sit in a red hole, all these different things that I really wanted to get accomplished for that given school year. And I was really excited because there were tons of different ideas and things that I knew I could work on and improve on and also help others. But here's the thing. When I look back at that list, the ones that I actually did, the ones that I steered the course, the ones that I did from start to finish were the ones that were tied to my performance evaluation, right? And it was like, how come? Why, why was it that? That it was only those ones. And here's the thing, because with the ones for the performance evaluation, not only was I highlighting the big goal, but I also had to highlight the little things that I would have to do, those small tasks I had to do and keep track of them throughout the year to lead up to the big goal at the end of the year, right? So it wasn't just this one thing I was writing down. I was writing down all these smaller things that I had to do. 
and I was also putting a timeline on it because as you go throughout the year, there were certain things that I had to be submitting as the year progressed because I had to be monitoring my progress. I had to be monitoring where I was and not to mention the fact you did like a pre and a post, right? You did your, where you are at the beginning of the year and then at the end of the year, you do that whole reflection to see the progress that you've made. So you're monitoring your progress throughout the entire year as well as, as at the end of the year. And I was like, of course, no wonder it was those ones that I actually focused on. Because, and, and there was also another part though, the reinforcement part, because the better you did on your performance evaluation, the higher your rating was. And then based on your rating, you had a stipend that was attached to that. Come on, when I mean, you're getting a reward and uh, in the shape of you know more money from the school district and you're being branded as highly effective or even an effective personnel, you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm in the top of the top. You know, I'm really good for the school district and you know, they're gonna wanna keep me. So you're motivated, you're highly motivated to continue on that path for the performance evaluation work, right? So that's what really got me to thinking about, okay, that's what I'm using so I could be successful. We're sticking to those goals that were attached to my performance evaluations. And yes, every year I had a great performance evaluation and achieve a high rating. So I was like, okay, you are putting in the work as I'm talking to myself, you know, I am putting in the work and I am seeing the benefit of it. Not only am I getting the rating, but I was also getting the stipend. So there's the thing. We know what we want to do or even what we need to do, but yet we fail to do it, right? And we fail to do it because we have a lack of commitment to the task. Because remember, I said at the beginning of every school year, I wrote down a whole list of things I wanted to accomplish, but it was the one that I wrote down connected to my performance evaluation that I was more committed to. That was the one that I followed through on for the entire year. I stuck with it. But all those other things that I wrote down that I wanted to do, I didn't. I wasn't committed to those. I didn't write them down. I didn't put all the time, energy, and effort into those, right? So that's what I started looking at. So I don't know if you heard of Brian Tracy, but Brian Tracy said that success, successful people have successful habits. And yes, everything you write down, you might not be able to accomplish. But when you're looking at the ones you do accomplish, you're looking at the successful habits you put into place so that you can achieve those goals. So I started looking back at, okay, what were those habits? What were those things that I put into place so that I could have been successful in my performance eval, right? And I was like, okay, this is making sense because when you commit to yourself, you are committing to being successful. You're committing to you know, developing the habits that you need so you can achieve the goal that you want. So when it comes to the New Year's resolutions, why is it that we can't stick to those? You know, why is it we're not getting so much success? Why is it 80% of people fail to keep their um, New Year's resolutions? And a big part of that is habits. You know, it's the type of habits that you're forming. So there's a part of the brain called your basal ganglia, and that is a part of the brain that is responsible for how we form habits. And it's also tied to how we form emotions and how we make memories and we recognize patterns, right? So when we develop habits, our brain goes on autopilot. You know, think of the fact that you walk the same route every day if you go on walks around your neighborhood or if you walk to the bus stop. If you're driving a car, you know, you take the same route every day. So your brain is kind of like on autopilot. You just know where you need to be. So you are doing the same behavior over and over. You're repeating it and the behavior eventually becomes a habit. But the thing is you have bad habits and you have productive habits. So you wanna be replacing those bad habits with those productive habits. 
So as you're sitting and you're writing out all those things you hoping to accomplish next year, you know, look at your list. Look at what you are writing down and what you're going to do. Because remember, you want to be successful. But before you take that list and run with it, you got to do the little assessment of yourself, of where you are, you know, and where you, where you want to go and how you're going to get there. So you're looking at where you are, yes, but also where do you want to go and how you want to get there. So for instance, if it's something... Like me asking myself, you know, how often am I exercising? You know, how well have I used this, the skills that I've learned this year and applied it into my business, right? And I remember I sat down and I really looked at this in my response and I was like, wow, I really ain't exercising as much as I thought I was or as consistent as I thought I was. And another thing I realized is that there were a lot of skills that I learned and I applied. But yet, when I was thinking about it, I was thinking there were still so many things I needed to do. So you really have to do that assessment and be honest with yourself when you start writing down all those goals. So then, remember I said I'm going to share three things you can do so that you can be successful at keeping your New Year's resolutions, right? So are you ready for this? I don't know if you've heard of the power of habits from Duhay, but he looked at three, a three-step neurological process that is involved in creating habits. And those three things are having a cue, a reward, and then developing a routine. Those are the three things that you need so that you can create habits. If you get a chance to check out this book, I highly recommend it because these are what you want to have developed so that you can keep your New Year's resolutions. Your resolutions are yours. You're writing them down because these are things you want to be accomplishing, right? So here, here are the, what those three things actually mean. So for the cue, the cue has to be something that is going to get your attention. It's going to be effective to start that motivation feeling to get you into action. For some people, it could be writing a note down. For others, it could be having an alarm. For others, it could be, you know, using one of those apps on your computer that shuts down all your other screens so that you can just focus on the one task that you need to be doing. Whatever it is, you have to find the cue that works for you, the one that's going to be successful for you. You know, you got to do some trial and error too because you might start with one cue and it might not be working as good as you thought it was going to be. And that's fine. That's the first step. The next step is a reward because as soon as you see the cue, you have to be thinking about that reward. And that has to be something that really gets you going, that really wants you to go and take that action that makes you go, okay, yes, let's go. Let's, let's start to do this. And here, here's a kicker for you though. The thing is, is that the reward might be powerful at the beginning, but it might not be so powerful in a few days. And that's fine, because I know as a school psychologist working with students with behavioral issues um, and challenges, we did look at how we can um, develop a behavior intervention plan. And that did include having things like a reward chart, a choice um, chart, and they would write down what would be motivating for them. Here, I, I use that actually. I write down for myself what would be a reward for me if I do a specific task. Those are things you can do and you go through to you find the reward that is most powerful for you. That's what you want to do. And again, something might be working for you for a few days, you switch to something else. But the trick is don't give up. You know, don't stop just because the reward stopped working for you for after a few days. Just switch to another reward. Then the last part is a routine. So now that you have the cue, you have the reward, you got to get into action. And that's how you're going to start to develop that routine. You got to take that action because if you don't take the action, you're not going to get the routine. And I highly recommend writing down what your cue is, you know, what the reward is going to be 
and you know what the routine is so that you can really get into action so that you can be successful because at the end of the day you want to be successful you want to move from where you are to where you want to be um, personally and also in your business so you have to commit to yourself because remember that statistic about 80% of people not following through on their New Year's resolutions a big part of that is having unrealistic expectations so when you're writing down your goals for yourself Think in terms of SMART goals, the specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. And the achievable and the realistic, those are the two most challenging for a lot of us. Because remember I said, out of the 80% of people who fail to meet the New Year's resolutions, it's because of unrealistic goals, unrealistic expectations. And we tend to be our own worst critic. So this is where a coach can come in to help you look at how achievable and realistic your goals are to give you that added objective assessment of your goal so that you are more likely to meet your goal, stay motivated towards working on it and reach the success that you want and that you so desire. So if you got value from this, feel free to like and share this video. You can send me a message if you want to learn more information. Thanks so much for joining me. Remember y'all, solutions, actions, results. Sorry I went over my 10 minutes there. Um, really appreciate you joining. Thanks so much. Bye y'all. Thank you again for joining us on our Soar with Coaching podcast. Again, we're so happy that you stopped by to find that solution. We're hoping that that solution helps you with moving forward and solving that problem in your business. Join us again for yet another podcast touching another topic that can help you with solving the problems you're facing. Bye, y'all.